Blog Talk Radio. Trying to stay warm. It's kind of nippy out there tonight. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm Everything's doing the same. Cool. I'm about to throw a log on the fire. I know that's right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, everything is everything. How you I doing I got tonight, some warm cocktails. Yeah, well, I'll refill on the break. But anyway, how you doing, Papa? I'm good. A little tired, but, uh, you know, I'll get through it. All righty. Well, we got a lot to cover with all of the news that happened this week, and what a week it was. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. What a week it was. All right. You want to go ahead and uh, jump into the rundown, Colonel? I sure will. All right. We're going to start with our hot topics, hot off the press, for uh, this December 20th, Friday night at the Pajama Party. We have the White House considers arguing that Trump wasn't impeached. Also, Washington state lawmaker accused of domestic terrorism refuses to resign. And Uber must pass a $4.4 million to settle sexual harassment case. Interesting. I'll hit it in quoted headlines. Uh, former French telecom executives get jail terms for harassment. Also, federal study confirms racial bias in facial recognition systems. And radio show canceled after a host said what? Hmm. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news tonight. The pranksters charged after home. Cars covered in cheese slices. Okay. And air... Uh-uh. New Zealand is testing edible coffee cups on board. Okay. And um, our last weird news, who's there? That's going to be an interesting story. Also, I'm saying, I'm just saying with red wine, were you passed over or passed on? Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the cocktail of the week is an interesting one. I'll tell you more about it later. I'll kiss it, Liz, in the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topics. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. 
Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the kiss it list, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our kiss it list, hit us on Twitter at apajamaparty and use hashtag kissit, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Dita, I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for the hot, hot, hot topics. And uh, let's see. Cattle, we're going to give it to you first. Uh, kick it off for us. What's, what's uh, on the see. hot topics for tonight? I had to give me this Bama. <laughs> well, everybody has been following the impeachment um, scandal, so to speak. The White House considers arguing that Trump wasn't impeached, of course, the, the Senate. The White House is considering making the argument that President Trump has not been officially impeached, given that the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, here we go, has not transmitted the articles of impeachment to the Senate. She ain't talking to y'all. The House voted to impeach Mr. Trump on two articles of impeachment, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. However, Pelosi told reporters on Thursday that the House would wait to deliver the articles until the Senate had laid out the rules for the trial. The House must vote on a resolution designating impeachment managers to prosecute the case against Mr. Trump in the Senate before delivering the articles. It just sounds like a bunch of red tape BS to me. Um, It goes on to say um, that impeachment is contemplated by the Constitution does not consist merely of the vote by the House, but the process of sending the articles to the Senate for trial. Okay, everybody knows this. Both um, parts are necessary to make an impeachment under the Constitution. Okay. The House must actually send the articles and send managers to the Senate to prosecute the impeachment. And the Senate must actually hold a trial it goes on to say, if the House does not communicate its impeachment to the Senate, it hasn't actually impeached the president. If the articles are not transmitted, Trump could legitimately say that he wasn't truly impeached at all. Um, my opinion, quickly, this sounds like somebody not reading your uh, Miranda rights, so to speak. If they don't read mm. your Miranda rights and they take you in and the judge finds out that that wasn't the case, they didn't read your rights, then they can more or less let you go. So huh. this would this what it sounds like to me. So. so if I'm understanding this correctly, they're saying because the whatever the document was not delivered to the Senate that it's right. not an official right. impeachment yet. Not yet. Mm and so even though the vote happened Right. It you know it has to continuously go through the process. 
the the quote-unquote constitutional process. So, you know, almost like, I guess, um, Bill Clinton, yeah, he was quote-unquote impeached, but it didn't pass the Senate. So if they don't pass the proper forms and things to go to, to the Senate, then, you know, they can throw it out, I guess. I don't know. This is pissing me off, really. What do you think, Pop? <laughs> well, you know, first of all, this is the first time I've, I've seen, you know, the senators and and the Senate and the House do any work at all. You know, they, they I don't even know. This is the first time I've seen people up close and personal to see who's actually in the House. You know, it's almost like being undercover is like by design. You never know who's mm-hmm. who or who's what. And they kind of just played mm-hmm. it off. And every time you looked up, they was on vacation. They was gone on their little uh, spring break and all that. And it was just a, and there were no term limits involved. Everybody's just making moves. But but what what you were saying to get back to your initial point, you know this this is supposed to be a process, but this process just like the president is being accused of violating things. The Republican centers are are violating the same thing the president is violating. I mean, it's just a it's just a big old bowl of arrogance, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and arrogance is is really blowing. I you know Trump uses all these examples saying one day there's going to be a Democrat president and the Republicans aren't going to forget blah 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 blah. But one day a president's going to do something foul for real for real, and everybody's going to forget what the impeachment process is supposed to be. And the reason why Nancy is holding on to it now, Nancy is a veteran politician, so she knows mm-hmm. the rules of the game. Trump is making right. up shit as he as it goes along, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you know anybody on your job that comes in like a bull in a china shop and they're brand new, trying to be impressive, but they don't know jack mm-hmm. about what's happening on the floor, you know? So Trump is making mm-hmm. up as he goes along, and he got all these cheese heads that are going along with him. So what Nancy is doing is that she's holding up her finished product because once the House voted to impeach, now they hold the the they hold the, the, the They got the, all the cards. They got all the cards right now. But the Senate was supposed to set up shop to receive what they have and, and set up a court. But the guy uh what's his name? McConnell. McConnell has not even begun to do what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? You know, you're having a card party and you set up tables and chips and stuff. You you know that these old folks over here they want the blue chips and the red chips and white chips. And the Senate hadn't even set up the the damn I mean, open up the folding table. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's why this stuff is going to run until after the holidays. It may run into February or March. Because the Senate is going to just drag, 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 and then it's not even going to be a process because the Senate already said that once it comes through, they're just going to rubber stamp it and, you know, McConnell yeah, said, that's a waste of time. I'm just going to do my thing and kill it, kill it, kill it. But, you know, you're not taking into consideration that Donald Trump could actually be crazy. You know, I, <laughs> I got something really hot to say during um, what's popping that's going to blow everybody's mind, so... Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hold on to that for right now, and uh, all right. Okay, but uh, yeah, that's my opinion on it. That the Senate is not prepared yet. Like I said, if you was having a party, the senators haven't even opened up the folding tables in their ballroom. So that's why mm-hmm. Nancy's saying, "Uh, uh, uh, 
I ain't giving y'all crap. No, these briefcases are going to stay in my hand with a handcuff on them, and that's it. Well, that makes sense because she's saying, if if I understood you correctly, Kettle, she's saying that she wants to wait until the uh, the hearing or something is outlined so that she and the rest of the Dem- Democrats understand how are you all, the Senate, going to proceed with this mm-hmm. before they give up anything? Exactly. Because there's still a possibility of trying to subpoena witnesses, and Trump and Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell are saying they want this to go quickly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Trump's saying, look, I have nothing to hide. I'm innocent. Trump that call meeting. was perfect. Trump is meeting so. with those senators every day. They got some senior mm-hmm. meetings somewhere. Believe oh, me, sure. they, they are. They blowing a dog whistle like you wouldn't believe. That whistle is in, please, it's loaded with saliva. They well, he sent a group of them up there to Camp David, and he wasn't even there. He invited them to come up to Camp David and hang out. Man, I think these were probably the ones who were on the fence or weren't as hardcore as some of the others. You so he was like, you know what, go up there and experience You don't know David. what those Bamas are doing. By the time, when they do stuff, believe me, Republicans always been people that, that live behind the uh you know, they always undercover. You know, you open up, you have a Democratic Party, you open up the door, you'll see a party right there on the first floor. Democrats, you got to get a special elevator to the 12th floor, then another private elevator to the 16th floor, and that's where the party is. You got to go up two elevators. Oh, yeah, that's how they roll, and that's what they're doing now. They don't let anybody know what they're doing. That's because they, they're guilty of sin. It's unbelievable. Anyway. It's always I, uh, something. Really push my time. Always I really push my time. Yeah, I yield to the senator, and I yield back my time. I yield back my time. Gosh, I heard enough of that. <laughs> my 45, I'm going to yield back my 45 seconds to my constituent <laughs> from Detroit. Gentleman from um, Detroit. He'll have his time. He can have my 45 seconds I had left. Well, speaking <laughs> of Republicans that are off the chain, did you all hear about this guy out in Washington State? Mm-mm. He's been accused of domestic terrorism. And they're trying to get him to resign, and he's saying, no, I'm not going anywhere, even though there's no disputing of all the crap he's been involved in. So this guy is Washington State uh, domestic, I mean, Washington State lawmaker, took part in domestic terrorism against the United States during, you might remember this, during a 2016 standoff at the Wildlife Refuge in Oregon. Remember that? When there were people that were up there, wouldn't let the government people get in and do what they were needing to do. They up there with armed, you know, armed to the to the teeth and all of this kind of stuff. He was part of this. How are you a lawmaker and you're involved in all this kind of stuff? Uh, his name is Matt Shea, so please put him on the kiss it list. Representative Matt Shea, he's from Spokane Valley in eastern Washington. He traveled all throughout the West meeting with far-right extremist groups, condoning intimidating opponents, and promoted militia training by some patriot movement for possible armed conflict with law enforcement. So you out here training folks, egging them on, encouraging, you know, take on law enforcement, you know, all this kind of stuff. This is what this guy was into. So his statement was, It's like we're seeing what we're seeing with the president. This is a sham investigation meant to silence those of us who stand up uh, against people who try to disarm and destroy our great country. 
I will not back down. I will not give in, and I will not resign. That's what he said. So the investigative team has been investigating everything he's been doing because he posted stuff all over Facebook. So it's not like he can come back now and say it wasn't me. You posted pictures and all this stuff of what you've been doing. So they found that uh, they had evidence that he planned, engaged in, and promoted at least three armed conflicts against the United States. And these were in three different states, including states outside of Washington State. He participated in what is called uh, domestic violence. If you you go and tell to tell with uh, the police and stuff, when they're telling you what you need to do and you're refusing and you're holding police at, with a gun on them, I'm amazed that this man never got shot. That's number one. How you up here with militia and these these trained yahoos out in the West and nobody managed to get shot, but y'all holding rifles and stuff on law enforcement? I don't get it. Maybe because they're not black. Anyway, um, you know, so they got all this information on what they've been doing, how he was involved in all of it. So they're trying to get him to resign, and he's saying he's not. They even got a post that he put on Facebook where he said, after much prayer, I'm afraid violence may be necessary to take our country back. I'm like, wait a minute, take our country back from who? You are a representative of the government. You represent the country. How are you encouraging people to be at war with the country that you represent? There's a serious problem here. And I don't understand why they're trying to get him to resign. Can't they just boot him out? I mean, I don't know how that works. If you've been voted into a position like he has, he's a representative in Washington State, if they got all this on him, can't they just get, get rid of him? I, I don't understand. They're trying to get him to resign. He's saying, I ain't going anywhere. I, I don't get it. But this guy, Matt Shea, off the chain. That's all I can tell you. Off the chain. I, I don't understand how this kind of stuff goes on. And it seems like all that's happening is they're investigating. FBI is investigating and they got reports. And that's it. They're telling him. Well, is he going to resign? No. He mm-hmm. said, no, I ain't going anywhere. Mm. I, yeah, I just, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What y'all think about this one? White privilege. Well, yeah. now, you said it. You said it in a nutshell. Never been, never, never been told no in his life. Been given opportunities of the yin-yang for years. And now you tell him to get rid of his milk and honey that he done buttered over a thousand times. Come on. I mean, the man is labeled as a domestic terrorist, but yet you're still a representative for Washington State. That's crazy. Wow. The people of Washington State need to boot his ass out. That's what they need to do. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess they can't do that until the next election cycle. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess it would take somebody introducing Mm -hmm. a bill to have a special election or something. 
I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like nobody's too riled up about it out that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm the one incensed by his behavior. But I guess out <laughs> in Washington, out there, mm-hmm. it's the wild, wild west for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue to follow that story then. See what's going to happen. Yeah. It sounds to me like he needs to be arrested. You're an enemy of the state, an enemy of the government, of the country, yet you're a representative of the country. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to build a team. Look at some of the Republican senators. What's their agenda? That guy, yeah. Jordan, he's a mess. Yeah. He's a mess. He's a lunatic. He's a, yeah. I think he really is a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Trump is he, Trump is like that's Trump's puppet. Scary. Hmm. Scary. All right, we'll move on. Uh, let's see. We're coming to you, Papa Didi. What's going on? Uh, let's see. We got Uber. Uber is a ride-sharing, uh, ride-hailing company. They must pay four point four million dollars to settle a sexual harassment case. Wow. Um, the ride-hailing company, famously known as Uber. Uber, Uber. Uber. Rolls off your tongue like Elmo, Elmo, Elmo. Okay, ride-hailing company Uber agreed Wednesday to hand over $4.4 million in a settlement with the United States Equal Employment Opportunity Commission which has been investigating sexual harassment and other unfair practices in the company since 2017. All right, the sum will go into a class action fund compensating everyone the EOC finds experienced such treatment at the San Francisco-based company since 2014. The investigation fund responsibly calls to believe that Uber permitted a culture of sexual harassment and retaliation against individuals who complained about such harassment. The EEOC said this in a statement on Wednesday. In addition to paying the sum, Uber has also agreed to uh, former EEOC Commissioner Fred Arizon to monitor company for any breaches in behavior for the next three years. All right, so the EEC commission has launched in 2017 after Susan Flowers, she was a former Uber engineer, wrote a widely criticizing blog saying that the workplace was very toxic. Now, she works in the administrative area of uh, Uber. She said it's mostly all males in there. There's a lot of sexual harassment functions every day. People are commenting, men are talking like they want to, and the arrogancy of the egos of the males that work for the company on a higher level or the actual executive management level are just a complete mess. So her and a few other people uh, employed with the company in the San Francisco area will join in with this particular money, and they will monitor to see whether or not they drop the ball on it. 
and they they said they vowed to sue them even further. So uh, I have to stay tuned for that. I never knew that their company was a very male chauvinist. A lot of these companies. That's what they said. A lot of these companies are started by two college guys that come out of college. You know. Yeah. Why don't we start a company? And they call it Rich Uncle, and they Rich Uncle fronts them for five million dollars. Hmm. And then they just kind of just put it together from there. So, very interesting. But we'll stay tuned. All right. So, that's your people over, right? Hmm. I think I'm going to have to kick them to the curb. I'm more of a lift guy myself. They just had too many different claims going on. You know, women getting in the cars, falling asleep, wake up with somebody on top of you and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Like what the hell? Yeah, I saw happening? in the news one time that a guy went down to greet his uh, wife getting out of Uber, mm-hmm. and she's he runs out the back seat and runs in the driver's seat and pulls off, and the wife and the wife comes out with her pants down out of the back seat. That's crazy. I'm telling you. <clears throat> and I'm sure she had no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. I got some real slingers on that joint. But, you know, people need to be more cautious. You know, you are getting in a car with a stranger. Yeah, but don't you, don't they run a background check on people? I thought they did. Yeah, they do. They do. It take, they, they do a background check. And um, within the last year or so, they've, I think they've changed companies and be, they have been more intense as far as the background check. But, um I guess some crazies do get loose, you know. They get, you know, between the um, them not checking on them, I guess. Well, I think the other problem is that some people just don't look crazy on paper. You know, if you haven't been caught for the stuff you've been doing, then it doesn't show up anywhere. And if you can get through whatever screening process and sound like mm-hmm. a normal, sane person... You know, mm-hmm. some, for for those people that are borderline, you know, the temptation sometimes for them is just too much. They're driving mm-hmm. somebody home, a, a female who may be attractive to them, mm-hmm. who's passed out. You can tell she's drunk. That's why she's not driving. Mm-hmm. Somebody called her an Uber and said, look, I'm going to send you home. So they call for an Uber. And the woman is like, you know, completely out of it. And a lot of them had on when they went out, they had a little Cinderella dress on anyway from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting there, and the cleavage is hanging open, and the little dress they had that was made of linen is wrinkled and pulled up to their thighs. And yeah, I mean, all and, kind of crazy. Oh yeah. Stuff. So for some of these drivers, which is no excuse for anybody doing anything. Right, but I'm woman, saying some of these drivers are looking drivers in the rearview mirror like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. she's so out of it, she won't know. I might as well really, yeah, hit it mm-hmm. for a minute. And, uh, mm. But but to me, it goes both ways. I if, if I'm with hanging out with some friends, and I put you into an Uber, and I know you're intoxicated, I'm either going to ride with you to get where you have to go, or you shouldn't go in that particular yeah. Uber, especially if it's a mate. There's no, it's not the, when they reach a, you're right, Kettle When they reach a destination, you're you're relying on the Uber employee to. What carried him up the steps yeah, of the apartment? Yeah, or help her out of the car or something. Mm-hmm. No, I'll tell not you, really. What I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you myself though. I mean, if I was if I was an Uber driver and they put somebody drunk in my car, and I had to send them up there to their 
I had to help my pups in their apartment and things like that and get their keys over the door. I'd go in the kitchen and cut me a slice of cake or something before I left. You know. <laughs> know what I mean? You'd be in there looking okay, for a snack. Yeah, I would just, I mean, I would mess with the person. I thought... I throw the person on the on 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 the couch and let them sleep it off. But in the meantime, I go in the kitchen and cut me a slice of cake or something, get a glass of milk, and I leave mm-hmm. with a slice of cake, okay, glass of milk, make a sandwich or something. Right? Nah, I wouldn't do. That. I wouldn't take that long. But I would <laughs> but take some then, cookies. But then too, out. you know, Uber should make it also that um, the rider, I mean, the driver should be able to reject the rider. Mm-hmm. So it That's should go true. both ways, but I. Yeah, but I know they have they have something um they just put into place recently that um certain um I'm not sure how they're determining which trips but certain trips is gonna have a um five uh code um that the customer has to give to the driver to proceed with the ride. So say for instance that person's not able to give that five code, guess what? You're not going nowhere. So I think this this is some precautions they're using because they were talking about the sexual assault, like you said in the article, and, you know, women have really complained. And, I mean, for them to have to go through this lawsuit, they have to do something. They have to, you know, do something different. So this is what they've started. But that code so is only going to verify that you're in the right car, right? Correct. But say that person yeah. is intoxicated, you can't give that five codes. USOL, you're not going nowhere. The driver well, won't proceed. I mean, if if your friend calls the car for you, and when the driver gets there, your friend gives them the code, so you verify that this is the right vehicle that's taking you mm-hmm. taking your friend to the right place. Then mm-hmm. somebody else who's able could have put that code in. So I'm yeah. just saying, it seems like that code is just another layer of: is this the right driver? Is this the right rider? Right, but that's not going to stop a, a driver from violating somebody, or vice versa, because there have been cases mm-hmm. where the passenger attacked the driver. Yeah, that's true. I You're haven't right. heard of any sexual mm-hmm. ones, but just you know, violently hit the person, right. or you know, whatever, grab and choke them, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a risky business. That it is. Oh well. Mm-hmm. I hope these people yeah. actually get some money to, uh, you know, try to, I don't know, make up for the trauma they went through. Yeah. Hopefully the lawyers yeah. won't get too Yeah, much. well, it's a class action, so they can add up to three, 400 people on that thing and then chop up everybody like they did that. Uh, everybody end up with $5. Remember Denny's? <laughs> Everybody across America got a check. It was like two dollars and seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was a little bit. Crazy. A lot of people in the hood. A lot of people in the hood. They thought they're gonna buy a house with that money. Yeah, I'm gonna put that down the down payments when I get my yeah, my Denny's I'm gonna check. I'm gonna buy a car. I get my Denny's check. That check was. Yeah, chump change. Three dollars and ninety five cents. Oh well. If you want to get in on the conversation tonight, hit us up at 914-803-4306 and press 1. Uh, and you can also listen online at apajamaparty.com. You know, check us out, tell a friend. Uh, let's see, we're going to take a quick beverage break, and we'll be right back, right, with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. 
on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. Living just enough, just enough for the shit Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing Pajama Party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, Grown one of my segments, segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you ride me. Uh, yes, sir, we Friday night at 9. Pajama Party. No clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and Red Wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. executive uh, executives are getting some jail terms for harassment. But this story is really interesting because it's not the type of harassment that we usually hear about. Um, This had to do with, I guess you would call it like institutional harassment. Uh, A French court on Friday found the former CEO and other executives at a telecom company called Orange, guilty of institutional harassment. After the company was rocked by dozens of suicides during a vast corporate restructuring. So in the ruling, which is like the first of its kind against a blue chip French company, presiding judge Cecile Louis Loyant said managers used forbidden methods to create a climate of anxiety in reaching the goal of cutting one in five jobs. So that's why folks were tripping. They said, we're going to cut one in one in every five jobs is getting cut. A total of 22,000 jobs were cut within three years. So everybody was walking around like, oh, my God, is it me? Is it going to be me next? So 35 employees at the former uh, state monopoly took their own lives. Are you getting that? 35 people took their own lives, and that was in 2008 and 2009. And this sparked a demand for action against what they called moral harassment by bosses who ruthlessly, you know, bottom-line people and weren't concerned about their well-being. So ex-chief Didier Lombard was given a one-year prison sentence over this, 
with eight months of a suspended. So what's that, eight, nine, four months. So he's only going to do four months in jail with a maximum of 15,000 euros, which is about $16,700 in American currency. And his former deputy uh, and uh, human resource director, Olivier Barbaro, received the same sentence and had to pay 75,000 euros. And and four other executives were charged with being complicit in moral harassment. So they were saying that these defendants were also ordered to pay a combined 3 million euros to the plaintiff's families, the families of these employees who, who committed suicide. And it went on to say during the trial, Lombard denied that management had any responsibility for these people's death. And even though he told managers that he would get people to leave one way or the other, either through the door or through the window. And that's what the man said. So you did have one person who actually did go out of a fifth floor window in front of their coworkers, took their own life in that manner. This stuff is crazy. So um, I, I don't know about you all, but I've never heard of institutional harassment. You know, we always hear about sexual harassment. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. But for this person who jumped out of the fifth floor window in front of some of their colleagues, people left notes to talk about how unhappy they were. But I'm just saying, thats I've never heard of anything like that where you had 35 people took their own lives in one company within a span of two years. You know something is wrong. So I'm going to put this company and these executives, the company is called Orange, like the color. Mm. I, I'm going to put mm. them on the kiss. So where where is this company at? This is in France. Hmm. Maybe something you know, going they, on they, in the air in the water. Well, what type, what type yeah, of company I mean, is it? Uh, I'm not, it's a telecom company. Okay. So hmm. some kind of telecommunications. But hmm. yeah, that's what was going on with that, you know. Uh, so they harassed those people and basically told them, "Look, one in five of y'all is getting ready to lose a job," and people just, you know, didn't handle it well. And the way that the the managers were threatening and harassing people, people start taking their own lives. That's crazy. All right, I'm gonna quit it. Over to you, Papa Diddy. All right, we got a. <clears throat> oh wow! Federal studies confirmed that. Uh, this ain't the first time I heard this. That there's racial bias in the face recognition um, system. Oh yeah. And that's been going on just like when you wash your hands in the bathroom with automatic sinks. They really can't read the brown skin too tough, so mm-hmm. nobody ever went back and changed it. So it seemed like. You know, so set up. Set up. Anyway, um, a federal study released Thursday shows that uh, facial recognition technology used by law enforcement to uh, to misidentify people of color uh, more often than white people. All right. The Washington Post reported a study conducted by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the federal law, the federal labs that uh. Developed the standard in emergency emerging technology found that uh, 
Asians and African-American people were up to 100 times more prone to be placed falsely to be placed falsely identified than their white counterparts. All right, the study also found that uh, when it came to uh, to searching uh, police investigations, they they used uh, while this was all being set up, they set up a program where they uh, they faced a recognition on one million people. Now, who kept track of all the people? But the, the, the test kind of failed because it didn't really recognize people. It scanned it by the people of color, and they just didn't want to go through with it. They say, you know what? We got to clean this up. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do something. Facial face, face recognition don't just pop out anymore. It's a, it's an entity. It really is. But that's dangerous because if they miss recognizing people. You know, you could be going through the airport and they pull you out because facial recognition said you're the person wanted for, you know, crime X, Y, Z. And now you have to spend your time, miss your flight, trying to prove that you are not the person that they're looking for. No, it ain't nobody got time for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and what are they saying? Is no, they're saying this is a problem that they've been aware well of for a long time. And they thought mm-hmm. it would subside itself with the different shades of people in the world. But it's still been aggressively wrong. And it's just been leaked out mm-hmm. by a so-called whistleblower that says that, mm-hmm. um, you know, they notice they see seeing the numbers are always geared toward uh, African-American and Asians. Something about the, the skin is just white people can almost go in like they're invisible. So it's, it's very interesting. So, so that tells me that it's designed to work for white people. Well, you actually, and everybody I think else the main thing behind it is that it needs a foundation to breed off of. You know what I mean? I think when it hits a, a white, whiter complexion or a true white person with a pink pigment, it does not, you know, there's no foundation. It's like painting the walls in the house. you got to trim and you got to, you know what I mean? Once you trim and you throw two coats on the wall... Wow, but that wall now is fortified with two coats and a solid. Now you can identify it strong. But people of color are born with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call different upgrades of paint? Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're born with what do you call yeah. it? Yeah. a built-in base coat. Yeah, well, their base coat and also they they're semi-gloss already, as opposed to flat. So mm-hmm. semi-gloss is going to pick up the the, the background. A little more, you know, so very wow. interesting. And it's the opposite, too, when it comes to the water fountains in the bathroom. Because now the water fountains in the bathroom, they work now because more on white people than blacks is the other way around. Because when blacks do it, it isn't really seeing an object. But white people, it, white people come in like, like sort of like ghostly. Mm-hmm. And and now the the machine the faucet sees the reflection and it's like or it just sees the yeah because it was set up to look for that color or yeah. that type of hue so, or something so anything that was not that color it's like oh I don't see you mm-hmm. that's why you're waving your hand back and forth and the water won't come on okay yep, that happens a lot wow. All right. That's like folks leave with dirty hands. Okay. Mm. 
or wait for a white person to turn the water on and you jump in behind them. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh. It's getting rough. Like, right excuse here. me, ma'am, could you, uh, could you wave your hand right here for a second before you go? Thank you. <laughs> getting rough out here. All right, well, let me get into this last article. This one's interesting. It's very interesting. A radio show was canceled after a host said what? This is a Denver conservative radio show has been canceled after one of the hosts wished for a nice school shooting. Crazy. Huh. A nice school shooting to break up the coverage of the President Donald's impeachment. The host, his name is Chuck Bonnewell, to put him on the kiss it list, B-O-N-N-I-W-E-L-L, was opening a segment of the Chuck and Julie show on Tuesday when he said um, they will be discussing the never-ending impeachment of Donald Trump. So his wife co-host, which is Julie Hayden, left before Bonnewell added, you know you wish for a nice school shooting to interrupt the monotony. Oh, no, boy. no, don't even say that. No, don't even say that, Hayden said. Don't call us. Chuck didn't say that. Bonnewell immediately said which one one would be hurt. The radio station is 710KNUS called Bonnewell's comment inappropriate in a statement posted on Wednesday. The show would be canceled immediately, the statement said. Given the history of school violence that has plagued our community, 710KNUS confirms that an appropriate comment was made on the Chuck and Julie um, show. A programming decision was made to end the program immediately. Kudos for that particular uh, radio station. So in another statement posted um, on their Facebook page on Thursday, Hayden and Bonniewell said they would... um, said he would unsay the inappropriate comment if he could. As parents of a child in elementary school, they worry about school shootings and and, and his safety as well. Well, why would you say something like that? You have a child in in, in school. Even if you didn't, why would you say something that that ridiculous? Yes. That is just crazy. (sighs) All right. I got him on the kissing list. Chuck Bonnewell. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm glad that that radio station made a decision to cancel it immediately. Thank you, thank you. Good. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, boy. Hope he, it never hope ends, he does No. Hope he won't see him or his wife nowhere. She's part of the, the, the problem. Yeah. So. Well, you know how they do. They come back with a whole different name of a show, but it's still them. So we'll keep an eye out. We'll just try to remember that name, Bonnerwell, if he shows up on yeah. some other station or something. That's an unusual we need to write to that name. station and say, yeah, write to that station and say, uh-uh, get ready, huh? All right. Well, that's it for uh, that's it for the hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, let's see, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with uh, Papa Didi. You ready for us, Papa Didi? Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we are coming back with uh, Papa Didi and the hit it. I mean, uh, 
What's poppin'? It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous Kiss It List. And you don't want to be on the Kiss It List. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. One your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, it's time for What's Poppin'? What's Poppin', Papa Didi? I know you got something for us tonight. Well, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I tell you, uh, I said we got troubles right here in River City. Mm. You know, uh, I, lately, I have um, had the strangest feelings oh, with no vivid reason here to find. But uh, let yet the thought of losing you has been hanging around my mind. Uh, lately, I've been seeing all kind of things conserving, uh, con- 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 which is verifying uh, uh, white privilege, if you will for lack of a better word or lack of a better phrase. You know, I was at an ATM machine a couple of days ago, and uh, I'm standing there waiting for one person to get done. They got done, so I went over it was my turn. And a lady of a Caucasian persuasion, she got out of her car. And as I was studying what I was going to get and do and what have you, this lady kind of positioned herself right behind me at the ATM machine. Now, it was outside of a bank, so it wasn't nowhere, you know, like a little store or 7-Eleven or whatever. This was in a bank's ATM. I won't say a name because I ain't trying to promote none of them damn blood suck bleaches. Anyway, so I'm at the, the ATM machine. A white lady gets out of the car. And she's standing right behind me, and I, I knew she was close because I could smell her perfume. It had to be like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, so she was off to somewhere. Because I smelled like the scent of a, a woman that was, you know, you know, women would, would throw in, in the morning the, the gear on and the, the eyes and the whatever and the, and the cologne. And I smelled all of that. I'm like, what the hell? But what got me is that how close this lady was behind me. And I'm trying to kind of tap my stuff and I'm I'm hitting for my receipt to go to my email and trying to grab a, 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 a sum of money that could be quickly concealed and all that jazz and what have you. And um, I had to say it when I when I got done. I, I, I turned around, and I swear this lady was on my back like a monkey. And it was like, I said, when I turned around, I said, excuse me. Now, as a, as a, as a black man or a man of color, how would you feel if I was that close behind you? 
you know, and she's, and she then she played it off like you know typical political correct statement. Ah, oh, what do you mean? Ah, well, I'm not like that. I'm not. That's not a racist bone on my buddy's body. She just started giving me the whole spear on why she wasn't racist and and no harm was met. And I didn't realize I was standing that far behind you. I'm just waiting that close behind. You. I'm just waiting for the machine and blah blah blah. But I mean, she was so close to me. If I would have farted, I would have blew her head off. This is how close she was to me. She was very, very close. And it, and it really pissed me off because, you know, it, it's so interesting how when you raise with no fear, you have no fear. You approach anything. And and the, the, the whole world is like an open book to you because you never experienced having to ride down the street with police behind you and now you got to get your paranoia on and is this cop going to pull me over and what is he going to say and... I don't want to reach in my glove box too fast and yada, yada, yada. They don't, they haven't dealt with none of that. Haven't experienced none of that. Everything they do is like, let me just go ahead and do it. And and it's so frustrating because then when people of color come along that was raised nicer and raised more casual with decent parents come along, now we're looked, they're scared to death of us. You know, I may have... Uh, just, just anything that I'm doing, and all of a sudden I'm just, I'm flagged. I mean, I've seen times I'm standing out the, outside the men's room, waiting for the door to open if it's a one-person bathroom, and then the ladies' room would have a line, and then I, a, a lady would turn fast, sort of, and 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 kind of see me standing outside the bathroom because I'm waiting in line myself, and they'd be scared to death. They'd just be shaking. It's almost every time a man of color is being seen up close and personal or, or what have you, if they don't belong there, everybody's freaking out to change up the whole narrative. I mean, it just seemed like racism is one of the biggest, the biggest and deepest rooted uh, situations that are like, and you notice that anywhere you go, supermarket, anywhere, anything you do, if you're in line with, with three Caucasian people and you're a person of color, you just see the aura Right there, the narrative changes with everything, the conversation, the movement, the observation. Either you're watching them or they're watching you. And this is like generationally put down that has been engulfed in people that they've always, you know, have to be on the side of caution when it comes to a racial situation because everybody's prone and waiting for it because it's so existing. And, it, and it's so sad because it has changed the world through the years denials and everything. I think back and I'm I'm get off my soapbox here in a minute. I think back in the year when a young lady from Philadelphia was pitching in the uh, Little League World Series and she made, you know, such history and all that. But the the backstory on that whole thing was the team from Chicago that won the championship. They ended up losing the international championship to the Asian Jokers as usual. But they won the uh the domestic title. And once they got back to Chicago with a trophy and everything, all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, somebody then shook down the whole team to see where they were living and claimed that they had to forfeit the trophy and the win and everything and get an asterisk by their name in the history book because they all weren't from the city of Chicago. Some of them were from surrounding suburban areas. Now, what Caucasian isn't from a surrounding suburban area? But the biggest thing on that is who took the time to investigate them beautiful black children 
from Chicago that won the Little League World Series that year. They won it fair and square. They lost the international one to the Asians, to the Japanese, but they run the whole domestic thing. They had to give up their money, give up the crown, give up everything, because they claim a couple of them weren't living in the city of Chicago, living in a, uh, a suburban area outside the city. Now, whoever did that, whoever took the time to investigate that, to make them lose their trophy only because they beat a white team, it's just, oh, that year was a mess. The only thing we got out of that year was the girl that was pitching and her thing, but no, the other aspect that happened with the black team, it went un, un they, they announced it, but nobody focused on it because they wanted to slide through. And the people were happy to turn the kids in. They were happy. Their team lost, so they figured, hey, they lost that trophy, so the hell with them. The lack of concern for black people is just unbelievable. It's, you have to stop and think, whew. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone, but just think about it, man. They, they lost. Instead of going back to Louisiana or where they came from, Kentucky, you're going to get with your people, and y'all going to investigate every name of the child on that team and see where they're actually living. Nobody investigated where the hell you were living. That was some cold-blooded stuff. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. Those are very good points, though. I remember that year, and that was from, you know, to take that away from those children after they worked so hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You think about that, Kettle. Uh, It just didn't make any sense to me. Like you said, you know, I hate to talk about things black and white, but that's that's all it was. They just didn't want those black kids to win nothing, you know. Yeah. So could they you imagine how those black kids, yeah, could you imagine how they feeling now? You know, like, wow, right. we want to be a part of history. Yep. Now it's like right. the air just We're got all, sunk out of our feet, right. so to speak. Yeah. We're all 14-year-olds at the end of the day. Yeah. But now yeah. you're going to talk about housing and, and location, zip codes. Yeah. And who the hell? You're outside what? the line, so therefore the, the whole sad, team is disqualified. The sad part about it is who came up with that scam and who approved it. Like well, I was talking to Red Wine a couple of days ago about a situation with that. When you see something adverse on TV, some advertisement that is just weird, the two elements is like who decided on that? And who approved that? You ever see some, yeah. some commercials that are just like off the chain with complete weirdness? You'd be like, who came up with it and who the hell approved it? I mean, yeah, you got to have both parts. That's rampant today. I've seen commercials that just make my mouth drop. I'd be like, what the hell? You know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you, Papa Diddy. Yeah, well, that was what's popping for tonight. Uh, let's see. Do we want to go right into the weird news, or shall we take a break? What say you? I think Kettle might need some ice cream around this time. Oh, okay. Let's take a CC break. <laughs> yeah, take right. a CC and break. From... Mm-hmm. All right. And when we come back, Kettle, we're going to you first. Okay, the weird news. All righty, okay. we'll be right back with the weird news on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306. 
or you can check us out on avajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is now time for the weird news. This is where we find some weird articles out there we want to share with you. So, uh, Kettle, you can kick it off tonight. What do you have in the weird category for us? Okay. This is an interesting one. Who's there? A Georgia family discovers an owl in a Christmas tree. In Atlanta, a Georgia family got a real hoot from its Christmas tree. More than a week after they bought it, they discovered a live owl nestled among its branches. Katie McBride Newman said uh, that she and her daughter spotted the bird by December the 12th. They had a whole week. They had bought the um, 10-foot tall tree from a Home Depot, uh, Mm. brought it back to their Atlanta uh, home, and decorated it with lights and, you know, all that stuff. And they had some owl ornaments. <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, they said it was surreal, but we weren't really freaked out about it. They said that we're really outdoorsy people and we love the wilderness. How crazy is that? You know what color what they you know what color they were. <laughs> you know. I don't need to say I know my people would have opened the nearest window and thrown that thing right outside. The whole tree just like, Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know how an owl can live in a tree in your house for a week and you don't know it. Mm. They never heard it? That's a good question. You would think, well, I guess they'd come out at night, I guess. Uh, you know anything about <laughs> owls, Papa? <laughs> no, I know that I probably would have probably kept it as a pet and trained it to do some America's Best uh, commercials. Oh, my gosh. Or something, oh, or, uh, that's, a, that's a crazy commercial. <laughs> and what's the other one? What's the other owl with the robe on? With, uh Oh, that's a travel something. Travelocity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, something like that, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, In other weird news, Air New Zealand is testing edible coffee cups. Ew. Uh, It says, what's better than a nice warm cup of coffee? If you ask Air New Zealand, the answer is following that cup of coffee with the sweet taste of cup. Uh, New Zealand's national carrier is experimenting with a new edible coffee cup to further reduce waste produced on board the flight. 
Although they had already made a big switch to biodegradable cups on their planes and in their lounges, they're beginning Mm -hmm. to look at offering even more eco-friendly options. So to do this, the airline collaborated with New Zealand-based company Twice, that's two eyes, Twice, a family-run business dedicated to making edible plant-based cups that taste as good as being good to the earth feel. The cups are being rolled out on Air New Zealand flights and are vanilla-flavored and can withstand the heat of the coffee without melting. Mm. Air New Zealand customer experience manager Nikki Chavez says the airline serves 8 million cups of coffee on board its planes annually, and so far the customers that tested the cups have given it a thumbs up. The founder, Jamie Cashmore, of uh, the co-founder of Twice, says the firm is also working on an expanded line of edible plates and dishes, which could also work <laughs> in New Zealand once they can be produced at scale. So I guess they can only make them like miniature size now. But once they can do them at scale, I guess they're going to roll us up too. I don't know how I feel about an edible cup. I guess it's like a K-cup. Just pop it in your mouth. Yeah, but a K-cup is plastic. This thing is vanilla flavored. I guess no, I want to be sort of like a... Like a like a uh, breezy cup. I mean, you know, like a K-cup, but it's, a, it's edible. That's what I mean. So. Yeah, but still, the idea of drinking a cup of coffee or tea and then eat the cup afterwards... I don't know about that. Would you do it? Something different? What what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, okay. Miss, I'll try anything once. Would you do it, Papa Diddy? Yeah. (laughs) At least once? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Over to you, Papa. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that one. I want to save the planet, but I really don't want to eat the cup. All right, Papa Didi, over to you. Okay, pranksters were charged after home and cars were covered in cheese slices. This happened in Gerard, Pennsylvania. A man and two teenage boys were allegedly uh, were, had, had, who allegedly covered two cars in a home with cheese slices are facing uh, disorderly conduct charges. Pennsylvania State Police say that the uh, prank occurred in Gerard early Saturday, but it's not clear uh, what motivated it. Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. The names of the three suspects, the 17-year-old Gerard boy and two uh, Lake City residents, ages 17 and 18, uh, They have not been arrested yet. Authorities said they admitted to their involvement in the prank, but they have no further word on the uh, suspects. Uh, They're not elaborating at all. I'm trying to figure out how this cheese was on this this car. I'm thinking they must not have paid for that cheese. Cheese slices at that. Yeah, they probably stole it from somewhere and then put the cheese slices on there. But on cars and houses? Yeah, I guess That's they, so weird. I don't even understand, like, who thought that up? They must have been doing something 
and oh, yeah, got got their head all messed up oh, and yeah, said, I know what, let's cover this car with cheese slices. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's why it's the weird news. All right. Well, thank you for that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to go right into, I'm just saying, I'm ready. Ready. Uh, if there are no objections, uh, let's see. So ready. Uh, Red wine. All right. Well, kind of following up on what Papa was talking about, but um, you copying my style? No, I had already planned what I was going to talk about, so it's just coincidental, mind you. But um, I'm just saying tonight, were you passed over or passed on? Now, this story is about a white secretary from a Pittsburgh public school system is alleging that she is the victim of reverse racism. Okay? She says she's the victim of reverse racism. Her name is Kristen Frankovich. She's the executive, uh, chief executive secretary who worked for the school district since 2007. Well, Ms. Kristen has filed a racial discrimination suit yesterday And according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, she claims that every position she's held that she has been consistently passed over for raises, promotions, and other advancement opportunities in favor of less experienced African-American employees. So I'm just saying now, was she really passed over or was she just passed on? Now, her lawsuit says going back to 2012, the school district awarded a position of an acting accounting clerk to a less experienced and less qualified black temporary employee instead of giving it to her. That's what she says. And in 2014, she said that the same school district hired a black employee into her vacated position and increased their person's pay by $4,800. So she's saying when she had the job, she wasn't making what this black person made when they gave them the job, that they gave the black person $4,800 more. So she's saying she didn't get any raises when she had the same position. And in 2015, she's saying that her workload increased, but she didn't get any more money. But then when a black person had the job, same position, doing the same type of work, they didn't have the level or the quantity of work, and they were getting promoted. So she says that all this evidence shows the discrimination against her and possibly others like her, which she means other white people. But it's interesting that she doesn't seem to be aware or know for a fact if this so-called reverse discrimination impacted any other white people in the school district. It appears that she only looked at the plates of other black folks that she deemed unworthy of advancement that they were offered. And it's the same sort of assumption that people use against affirmative action, for example, in college uh, admissions. When a black person is admitted or given a position, people say, oh, it's only because they were black. I'm just saying, did it ever occur to Ms. Frankovich that maybe the problem is her. Is it possible that they passed over her because of her attitude or maybe her performance? Maybe she was just passed on. 
a manager could have reviewed her record and just said pass on her. But that seems to be too hard for her to swallow in the land of privilege for her people, for white people. Let me just be blunt. She just might be getting a big old helpful plate, a heaping plate, of what black people have been having to eat for years in the job market. Now, I'm not condoning unfair treatment of anybody, but I'm just saying, when that plate is served, it wasn't very tasty to Miss uh, Kristen. So, I got no tears for her, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't have any tears for her. If that's what happened, then oh well. Take a number, get in line. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, sometimes you get passed over, and sometimes you get passed on. But past was the operative word. Apparently, Miss Kristen, what's her name, Frankovich? Apparently, they just didn't want you. That's all I'm saying. Kristen okay. Frankovich. I'm... I guess you're going to put on a kiss of this, huh? You know I am. <laughs> Crying reverse racism. I just feel mm-hmm. like if all of those things happen, then something's going on with her. They have a good point. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm putting her putting her on the list right now. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and uh, what is it? Living for the city. On the Pajama Party Show, uh, you can call us at, what's the number, Cattle? 914-803-4306 and press 1. And press 1. That's all you got to do. We'll be right back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion? We just want to say hello to the crew. Hello. You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the pajama party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. Hi, welcome back to the pajama party. One of your hosts, Papa D. Demi Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. It is time for Living for the City with Papa D.D. Hmm. What you got for us tonight, Papa D.D.? Well, you know, I tell you, um, we should know that uh, crazy people are crazy people. Just right off the bat. You know, and what 45 is showing, what Trump is showing. Now, can you imagine a world, now just peep this for a minute because I'm not going to hang on this too long, but now Putin just sending a message over to America saying he supports, uh, you know, he backed up Donald Trump and all this mm-hmm. madness and everything. Now, you ever think that 
that Trump is being led, led by Putin. Because, see, in the, in the Caucasian world, it's always one of the most toys wins. And this is why Trump and Putin are so, you know, they both agree to take care of one another. Well, I seen the other day where he just pumping money to them, and they pump money to them, and it's just one big old fest, you know. But could you imagine Trump defecting after his term is over and becoming a Russian citizen and doing the transferring all his money and stuff over there and being against the United States? I mean, you have to think about it because we've had World War One and Two and the Korean War and the Spanish-American War, and it's just been ruthless killing for whatever reason. Who knows? But uh, Trump has all the gimmicks, you know? Yeah, everybody's listening to him, so tell you, uh, I'm not going to give it too much because I've just been thinking about that. And then the way he jumped on the the, the evangelist people, you know, the uh, his religious base, where a guy was honest finally and said something about Trump, and Trump was like, oh, you're blah, blah, blah. I think he said, you're failing. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that publication's failing. They won't do well. They won't do well. Everything has got to be done well in order for them to come back. You know, it's really interesting. I wouldn't even call it sad. It's interesting. How he's sitting back now. He's so worried about this impeachment. That's not even funny. Because they, they don't really know the people in the Senate. You know? Mm-hmm. The House is drink with Democrats. But the, the, oh, the Republican Senate is lily white all day. And you got a couple of blacks in there that are pointing fingers at other people. I mean, it's just whew, it's a mess. An absolute mess. Nobody knows what these next couple of years are going to bring. And like one gentleman said, if Donald Trump gets impeached, impeached, then Pence will be taking his place. Yeah, how scary is and that? And this guy, he's, whew, it's almost like Trump went around to find the most, what he considered the most purest people. <laughs> you know, and uh, you can't go game with, with you know. I just, I just see something very interesting coming on the back end 10 years from now where Trump is, like, he's all into the, uh, He'll be all into the American stuff because I think Trump's going to sell it down the river. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's arrogant as hell. And I imagine when something really comes up, he hits that tweet for real, you know? Scary. Very scary. You're right. Anyway, I'll leave it alone. Okay. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. We can cross over and transfer that money. is no big deal with the wire services they got today. Mm-hmm. He become a, a citizen of the USR and and they plot to to blow us up. You never know. Yeah, you never know what he's thinking. I don't even think he knows what he's thinking. That's your boy. All right. Uh, let's see. Cattle gonna switch gears. Uh, you ready for the uh, celebrity news Hollywood wrap up? Take a little CC break. Got time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Papa in the background talking trash. All right, well, let's do that. We'll take a quick break, and uh, let's see. The number again is 914-803-4306. You can give press us a one. call tonight. Yep, press 1. Get in on the conversation. We're going to take a break, and then we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap-up with Keto. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party, 
and a game changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee. I like that Crown Royal Plus with the Crown Royal Deep Stuff and Cranberry Juice. Oh yeah. And one of my favorites was the uh wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the cocktail of the week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the cocktail of the week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to be. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Peach Red. No frills. Great, no chases. What y'all doing over there? No frills. Remember the thing. I don't know how old you guys are. There used to be a term back in the day called no frills in the supermarket. It was like what people call now generic, but back in Philadelphia years ago, there was a section, a couple of aisles called No Frills, had no name on it. Mm-hmm. This stuff was just like, like grayed out. It was just white and black, like items, you know, same thing you buy every day, but it said No Frills and it was cheap. So every time you look in people's carts, they had regular stuff to eat, but everybody had about maybe, about probably six, seven dollars worth of No Frills stuff. It's crazy. I've never seen that before. Never heard the term No Frills? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. I'll take your word for it. All right, let's go on out to the West Coast. I'm working with kids. Get the, yeah, get the uh, Hollywood report from Cattle. Uh, what's happening in the uh, entertainment world, Cattle? All right, it's a lot going on, so sit back and relax. Put your seatbelt on. All right, the Super Bowl is coming up. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are the next Super Bowl halftime show performers. The singers, they took to Twitter on Thursday to share their teasers about their upcoming performances. Um, each sharing, um, you know, both of them fine as hell, so they're sharing a sultry picture of each other, um, complete with a gold uh, Pepsi cuff on Shakira's upper arm and a Pepsi ring on Lopez's finger. Interesting. This is happening on 2220. That's the Super Bowl, February 20th. Um, Lopez and Shakira are the latest megastars to headline the halftime show. Um, they're going to be with Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Bo. Haven't heard from him in a while. They're going to be on the show. Um, they are joining the ranks of other pop stars, such as Justin Timberlake. His performance was okay. Lady Gaga was pretty cool. Madonna. And, of course, your man, Red Wine Prince. Oh yeah, yeah. That was I think that was one of the best uh, halftime performances I've ever seen was Prince. 
I mean, for him to see purple rain and it's actually raining, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. I would say, you mm-hmm. know, other than Michael Jackson, the one mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson did, that was awesome. But Prince topped, I think, everybody. I agree. We're going to see what Shakira and J-Lo going to do. I know they're going to tear it up. And they said that um, they're not practicing together, but I guess they'll pull it together by that time then. Um mm. Also, another big deal, why Eddie Murphy's return to SNL after 35 years is such a big deal. They are making it a big deal. And the article goes on to say, it's Gumby, damn it, and he's coming home. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he was a cast member uh, 1980 to 84. Um, He filled in for Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte got sick, so he hosted the show in um, 82 for him. And uh, so Eddie Murphy's known for characters like Gumby, Mr. Robinson, um, James Brown. Um, I think Gumby was my favorite. Uh, yeah. But they was, um, I've, I've heard a rumor that he really didn't watch SNL because of David Spade. David Spade, Eddie Murphy was boycotting SNL. David Spade had made a joke. Um, about his career and his movie. He talked about this vampire in Brooklyn movie like it wasn't a good movie, and his career was, I guess it was in a joke. It was in a little skit, and they talked about that. So he said ever since then, he kind of boycotted SNL. But um, it's going to be interesting to see, what, you know, what's going to happen. Um, is he going to do his Gumby skits, his James Brown, or, is, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh I know the last time he was there on the 40th anniversary, he just came out briefly, said a few words, and he was gone. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. So, okay. um, also, also in Hollywood news, well, it's, it's on this side. Hollywood has come to D.C. Um, I did report, I think last week, a couple of weeks ago, Jane Fonda. She's continuing to be arrested for the um, the climate. Um, um, issue here in uh, well, all over the world, but she is um, being joined by other actors, uh, Rosanna Arquette and um, Catherine Keener, um, uh, Diane Lane, um, quite a bit of celebrities. They're coming here to D.C. to get arrested, and uh, they smiling. I mean, white folks, I mean, they're strange. They're strange. <laughs> In the pictures, they're smiling to get arrested. I guess you know they stay in a four car. Yeah, I just don't understand that. But uh, yep, Jane Fonda, because she um, has a residence here now, so she says she's gonna be here till um, sometime in January. So we shall see. It's gonna be interesting. Who, who's gonna continue to follow her? I'm quite sure she has her own Twitter uh, feed and everything, but we'll see. Um. And uh, the movies uh, to watch for uh, that are coming out, you got Spies in Disguise. Um, Will Smith is an animated um, movie, um, has Will Smith in it. Um, Star Wars, here we go again. I just don't understand. They keep saying that this is the end of the chapter, but they, they keep continuing the chapter. Um, Cats, that has a... Uh, um, Array of Stars, Idris Elba, um, even, um, I don't care for her, but, I mean, she's, I guess, um, what is her name? 
um, Taylor Swift, and um, a whole array of people are going to be in Cats. Oh, my girl Jennifer Hudson. So I know it was, you know, we have mixed reviews on it, but a lot of people are saying it's, it's one. It was not one of the best movies of this year, but we'll see. Also, yeah, I've been um, hearing that. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Also, Bombshell, um, they've gotten like about six nominations, um, different awards. Um, it has to do with the, um, it has. Um, I couldn't even tell what that movie was about. It's the um the 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 um scandal about um uh the network and the uh, oh. channel channel Fox network and it has to do uh Nicole Kidman's in it Sh- Sh- uh Charlene Theron and um Margaret Margaret Robbie she's in it and it's the um like I said it's the fall of Fox 5 and Charlene Thera, she plays, um, what's the lady's name that just lost her show? Uh, Megan Kelly. She plays Megan Kelly. And um, you just have to go check it out. But they said it's got rave reviews, so it's called Bombshell. So those are the movies to watch in December 2019. But my favorite, I think I'm going to go check out Cats. So we shall see. All right. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Whew. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go see it or not. I might wait till it comes on cable. But we'll see. Yeah. Cat or bombshell? Yeah. Cat? Cat. Hmm. I'm waiting till it comes on TV. Oh, boy. <laughs> We shall see. All right. That music tells you it's time for the cocktail of the week. Brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. Uh, what's the cocktail of the week this month? I mean, this week, Kevin. It's called the View Carré. It's French. And um, it comes. It is um, comes from the French quarters of New Orleans, Lucas Place. And it has one ounce of Hennessy BSOP privilege. Has to be privilege. One ounce of rye whiskey. One ounce of sweet vermouth. You have a, a splash of uh, Bernardine bitters. A dash of uh, Gastora bitters. And um, the pay charge bitters. So you got three types of bitters in this particular drink. Garnish with a lemon twist and a cherry. And this goes into a rocks glass. So you would add all your ingredients to a mixing glass with ice and stir until chill. Strain into a rocks glass and garnish with the lemon twist and the cherry. And that's called the View Carré. That's French. You didn't know. <laughs> so this drink will be on our website, abajamaparty.com. All righty. Uh, let's see. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, 
Papa, can you tell us about the Kiss It list? Yeah, I want to say one thing. You know, Kettle, it's amazing you said that for that drink because I tell you what, that uh-huh. is a fan. That is a delicious whiskey. Okay. ESOP Hennessy Privilege. Okay. You would know. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why people. I don't understand why these rappers and everybody else. They get on TV at these different affairs, and they're walking around with a regular bottle of Hennessy in their hand. When Hennessy mm-hmm. Privilege takes so much different and better, anyway. Oh yeah, that's back when I was the I was a head monster <laughs> boy. I was trying to get my head right. Hennessy Privilege mm-hmm. was the the, the, the good choice. Anyway, uh, the kissing list of people that uh, showed their butt over the last week or so. We uh, put them on blast, and we got a song for them. Uh, first person we're gonna put on the kisser list is Mitch McConnell with his mechanical mouth. He looks like oh, a uh, he looks like a, a wooden puppet. A wooden puppet. He looks like a, uh, a ventriloquist. He's, he's he's just a mess. Him and his boys. You ever see his cronies stand behind him every time he has a press conference? Those other dead bodies that stand behind him, and they all <laughs> sit there with their little old. Mugs and looking all crazy, and then we support the president 100%. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, that's Mr. McConnell. And uh, who else you got there, Ribbon? You got Matt Shea, that's the um, the guy, the representative from Washington State who is a domestic terrorist who is refusing to resign his position. Uh, we also have the Orange Company, the French company called Orange. That's the company that was uh, in, uh, using industrial terrorism, causing employee well, indirectly causing employees to commit suicide, at least 30 people in two years. Wow. Because of the way they were firing people and threatening people and harassing people with the threat of being fired and all this crazy stuff. So they're on the kiss it list and all of their uh, executives who were part of that. Uh, we also have Chuck Bonniewell. That's the man who had the conservative radio show, he and his wife, who was wishing for a good old school shooting to take away the monotony of covering the, the uh, impeachment. Impeachment, yeah. So he's on the list. Wow. Um, the three teenagers that covered cars with cheese slices. It's some kind of prank. That's the craziest thing I've heard recently, but they're on the kiss it list. Who paid for the cheese? I don't know who paid for the cheese. Lord have mercy. But uh, Kristen Frankovich, that's the uh, the white woman who's claiming reverse discrimination because she is the only white person that she could show proof of who got passed over jobs that she claimed black people got. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's just you, then maybe the problem is you. So I'm putting her on the Christmas list. Forty-five for continuing to not tell the truth. That's your boy. Uh, anybody else, Kevin? Um, Roger Cadell and Kraft and all of them. Okay. Oh, uh, let's it. see. That's it. All right. Well, we have a prize for everybody on this week's Kissed List. And Kiss here is my in Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. And it's time for the last word. The last word. Yeah, we're down to the last word. The last word. Who's going first for the last word tonight? Uh, I tell you what, I'll go. Okay. My last word is to watch yourself during these holidays. Because people out here robbing people. I've seen on different things, people attacking people at ATM machines. They're doing all kinds of stuff, stealing toys and tot from tots and different things. They're just going in, and they had an area where they had it all roped off. They were going to surprise kids with toys. Somebody broke in the night before and cleaned out the whole place. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It's just, everybody's just acting the fool. The world is just. It's just, you know, I don't know if people are chasing or people are doing it. It's probably, a lot of that is that drug, you know, feeding that drug. You know, once once people are chasing that, that drug, ain't no telling what they'll do. They'll bust that window and keep it moving. And don't even realize they bust the window and cut their hand all up just to get that little fix. But uh, just be careful out there, you know. Keep your head on the swivel, you know. Mm. All right. And happy holidays, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Red Wine, and my last word is anytime you think everybody is coming down on you and that you are the one under attack and it's always people coming after you and you're being treated unfairly and all of that, if if everything seems to be you and only you, the problem probably is you. So do some self-evaluation before you start talking about lawsuits and all of this stuff. And who's discriminating and being unfair You know, evaluate yourself and determine Are you the problem Or is it really something Untoward going on That's my last word Untoward, what does that mean? Something Negative You're so intelligent, I swear, I don't even know why you're Whatever here with us, I mean. Kettle, over to you, what's your last word? Well, my last word is Sometimes we need to stop and give and be thankful. I say that because those Salvation Army people that are ringing that bell, they're ringing that bell for a reason, to get your attention. And there are people that are less fortunate than us. And if you're able to give, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be pennies, dollars, whatever you can give, give to that red bell, the Salvation Army. Yep, that's my last word. Happy holidays. All right. I agree. I agree, Kettle. And I just want to, I just want to say that uh, I, I have such a soft spot for that that I got to speak on because, you know, coming up years ago, you know, the Salvation Army in a little town I was hanging out in years ago in New Jersey. Man, I, I, I got furniture from there, and I mean, it was just. Everything was just so authentic. I mean, I, I still have some furniture I got from them years ago. So anytime I go in Walmart and they out there ringing that bell, 
I, I got to peel off some money just on the memory of, of oh, them yeah. jokers help, helping to furnish the house, furnish the clothes. I remember when I took a job interview, I went in there and was able to get a suit and put the suit in the dry cleaner to get the job for the interview. And man, the Salvation Army has always hooked me up with everything I needed, any anything I needed. It was unbelievable. I can't even, I could just close my eyes and go back to the, to the, you know, to late 80s, early 90s, and just, you know, just, wow. Anyway, let me get out of that time frame. All right. Well, we're going to get on out of here for tonight. Uh, we thank you all for hanging out with us. We'll do it again next Friday night. Uh, that was our last word, so I guess we'll just say good night. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good night. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, we won't be back until uh, after the uh yeah, it will be after holiday. Christmas. So have a happy, safe holiday. Don't go mm-hmm. overboard. <laughs> Stay within your means and enjoy yourself. Yeah, we'll be able to do it on the 27th. 27th, yeah. Yeah, we'll be All back right. before New Year. So. All right, well, we're out of here. Say good night, brother. Good night. And cattle? Good night. And bonsoir until next Friday night. Happy holidays. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.